0: episode of the ice Cash report i'm anthony joined by tim and we're back after a week break uh, a unexpected break after covid caused the cancellation of the penguins last home game against the fighting hawks in north dakota so the penguins had a week off to prepare for bottom feeder western illinois and tim it was anything but as the penguins dropped one of the most ugly frustrating just i mean every way imaginable just disgusting losses they've had in recent memory. Uh 27-24 to the Leathernecks on Saturday night in Macomb. Uh, Tim, I, I'm not sure where to start with this one. The, the, you and I were talking throughout the game and this was uh this was disgusting.
1: Well let me put it this way. Um as I mentioned to you and I mentioned on Facebook for those mm-hmm. who follow me there and on Twitter throughout that game is the Leathernecks did everything they could to try to lose this game.
0: Yeah,
1: they and did. then, why is she said, "Hold my beer"? Yeah, and yeah. it was that type of unfortunate reality that uh, crept in, uh, especially in the second half of why game. And quite honest with you, Anthony, and I hate being this negative. I truly do, but we're seeing truthfully a coaching staff that is overwhelmed by the situation they're in, and it cannot handle the situation they are in. And at this stage of the season, uh, we're fortunate to have the one win. And yeah. quite honest with you, and I don't expect to change come uh, May or June, you know, going into next season. But if this continues into the next season, Coach Phillips just needs to resign, save the university face, and move on. Because I'll be quite honest with you. This has been the most disappointing season I've ever witnessed in all my years of watching YSU football. And this has been, without question, the first time I really believe that every game we go into, we're going to get out coached. And that blows my mind away. Um, we've seen a lot of different coaches come and go over the years. Some have more success than others. Some had early success and faltered late. Some kind of peaked at five or six wins a season others you know took us to the verge of championships and one championship mm-hmm. um, this is this is hard to say because they were just flat, flat out outclassed by coaching yeah. staff and there was no imagination whatsoever again on the offense there was the defense played its hard out it's not there so, I mean, I got to give them credit there. At least the defensive side, I thought, has all season has played really well. But this is 2021. And if you're going to run this offense as the seventh grade level, you don't belong in football. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your thought process is. If you can't design an offense that can move the ball, that's not afraid to use all the, the tools that are available to you, to really be... I'd rather be stubborn on that level than to be stubborn mm. running four plays and punting the ball. And it was frustrating to watch because you've seen it coming. This, this loss was on the coaching staff. As my, yeah. I know the players play the game. I know the players play the game. And, yeah, the players did make mistakes through it in the second half. But the coaching staff did nothing to help them. They never put them in positions to succeed. And that's the job of a coaching staff is, is put your, put your players in position to succeed, to take advantage of another team's weaknesses and exploit that. We're not exploiting anything all season long. This, this coaching staff refuses to recognize where to exploit a defense and, and really take advantage of it. They get plays throughout each game. McLaughlin had that big run for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they make plays at times, and yeah, that's to their credit. I don't want to take that away from them, but their inability situational to understand what they're up against or what they need to do in, in, in a third down and three or a fourth down and two type scenarios, run the same oh. play twice. It, oh, my God. Was, you're, just, you're, you're just running up a hill all the time. You're never going downhill. And in football, you have to go downhill once in a while to have a chance to win.
0: Tim, here's what is just utterly, you know, yes, we threw the ball 28 times. We threw the ball on first down finally. But I don't understand for the life of me, Tim, you know, we've all played video games, whether it be Tech Mobile or Bo Jackson or, you know, Madden or EA Sports NCAA. We've all played the video games. Okay. When somebody Tim is saying to you and lining up in a nine or ten man front and sending the house every play, you use your aggressiveness against them. Screens, crossing routes. I mean, uh, I mean, I know Ryan Day is a top three or four coach in America, so I don't want to say that we should be mimicking what Ryan Day does, but Tim. Literally, Ohio State has beaten the brains in against Michigan using two plays, crossing routes and slants. When the team is sending all-out blitzes, why are you why are you doing a five-to-seven-step drop back with a freshman quarterback who's clearly rattled, an offensive line who's getting their butt kicked in, and you're trying to throw the ball deep downfield? There's a time to play through the ball downfield, but – and then here's what really staggers me is this team wants to be tough and physical and beat them up front. And we had 178 yards in the first half rushing. That's a hell of a ass rushing. That's a great job. And it showed as the Penguins were wearing down Western Illinois in the second quarter and took a 24, 13 lead uh, until a special team decided to say, you know what? We don't want to play today. Uh, Tim, do you know how many rushing guards we finished with for the entire game?
1: Uh, let's see.
0: Uh, do they get one seventy six? One seventy six. So my math tells me now. Yeah. I, I went to a lot of years of school. <laughs> one seventy eight <laughs> minus one seventy six is what two? Yeah. That means you lost two yards in the second half against a team that's a bottom feeder that gives up 200 yards a game on the ground. And and again, you're right. You bring up the fourth down play, third and three or third and two, and we run a nice play. We get a couple yards. We don't get all of it. Fourth and one, what do we do? Oh, let's run the same play. They won't be expecting it. And we lose 10 yards and fumble the ball. And it's like I, I, this, this coaching staff is just so overmatched. Clearly, they're overmatched by just the uh, level they're playing and the speed they are seeing. And let's be honest, Tim, we struggled against Western Illinois speed. What are we going to do against the uh, Missouri States and North Dakotas who are 4-1 in the conference?
1: Well, let me, let's me let put it this way. I know what you're talking about, and I, there, I don't have an answer for that, to be honest with you. But, I'm actually going to change the subject for a second. That's how okay. bad it is. But you brought up the special teams. Oh, God. All right. They were special, all right. Oh, my. Two touchdowns they gave up. One kick in, one punting. Now, why YSU's punt returns. Three punts for 30 yards. <laughs> Their kickoff returns. They didn't have one. Each and every kick, they call it a fair catch.
0: Because they're taught to the fair catch because the analytics say, and well, that's a cop-out it-
1: You'll never know how good or bad your your return team is if you don't allow them to do it. There's nothing wrong with an up back calling yep. a fair catch. I totally get that. But these are your deep backs. The you know, this is the problem. This is what yep. I'm saying. They're getting overcoached. They're getting outcoached each and every week. You know, Mark Wade did not play a bad game. Yeah, he had the fumble, like you mentioned, because they ran the same play two times in a row. Uh, you know, he threw the two interceptions in the fourth quarter when they were desperate because they they fell behind the first the first interception unfortunately came on a first down pass play which we haven't seen all year and but and he, he uh let's put it straight i'm sure if mark Wade was here he would tell you he misread the play he made a bad pass he it was intercepted he set him up for an easy touchdown the second one the the offense again didn't block anybody and there was no, this offense lacks any design. I've said it each and every week, and I'm so tired of saying the same thing over and over again, but it has no design. The only design it has is the run between the tackles, and it has been successful at times doing that, and we've seen some big runs from McLaughlin and from Ward and, or, and other or Turner and Wade. They've all had some some success running the ball. However, if you're a one-trick pony, it's pretty easy to know what you're doing. And as you mentioned, when you had the yep. blitz coming in, in this every, conference, it, you had the blitz coming on every down that stopped you in, in the third and fourth quarter, the run blitz and, and the pass blitz type scenarios, as you mentioned, not one quick throw out, not one, not one to the sidelines, oh. not one, you know, slant, not one crossing pattern, uh, not one pick play. Yeah. Pick plays are illegal, but everyone does it. Everyone gets away with it. If you do it properly um obviously they just there's no design to this offense and they can't it's it's, it's just embarrassing to watch anthony i hate saying this and they're allowed 3600 people at the stadium and they got 2100 last time uh come when they face north dakota at home on the 17th do you think they could get a thousand people there
0: i'm gonna say this tim i don't think that game's played
1: well, just let's assume the game is played.
0: I don't think that game's played.
1: Let's, let's assume they, the game will be played. Uh, no,
0: no, no. I don't think they get 1,000. No.
1: I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe 1,500? Maybe, maybe. And they'll probably announce 2,100, 2,200 because they probably had that many tickets sold. Let uh, me say this. And that's season ticket holders like yourself.
0: You know, I heard going into the uh, scheduled game against North Code until it was postponed, they had sold over 3,000 tickets. You're right. It would not shock me come April seventeenth that they uh, didn't announce twenty one, twenty two hundred, just because they had, you know, they got a, and there'll be like what five hundred people there.
1: If that, Maybe. And, uh, here's my biggest concern is, and I can't blame one person today. Come September next year, says I'm not spending my money until they win three or four games. Hey, do so they prove themselves? And truth mm-hmm. of the matter is, I can't blame any fan for saying that. And here's the problem. Why you can't afford not to have football being an economic engine. It needs to sell the tickets. It needs to sell the concessions. It needs to sell the jerseys. If it can't do those things, it needs to sell the jackets. If this mm-hmm. if this team cannot have any excitement and any support, and you've got to earn support. I don't care. Yep. You love a university. You love to go. But let's face it someone came to you and says i got tickets to see youngstown state or you can stay home and watch ohio state or notre dame or Pitt or whoever your favorite ba- uh, We're staying home yeah and that's that's the problem they're going to run into is this the way this season has gone is going to put such a major hole going forward for this university's athletic program and they can blame COVID, and and there's a legitimate blame there because of what happened last year but they had they had a second chance grant you a limited second chance only four home games and thirty six hundred people i mean that's not the twenty thousand that could fit into standball stadium we know that you know that's one fifth
0: but it's still better yeah. than nothing
1: exactly but i honestly i i don't know if you can get thousand to fifteen hundred people there uh, the rest of the year the in uh, the when on the 17th or let's be honest come August September I just I as small as as high school as Ursuline is Ursuline might outdraw them.
0: Tim on a really good year when Ursula and Mooney are really good you will draw YSU.
1: yeah but my point is you're talking about a division four high school football team. That, quite honest with you, we have a you know, they play in a huge stadium, and they're yes. not, they're not going to get more than two thousand people at a game, and but that two thousand may outdraw YSU right now, and that's embarrassing. Yeah, I hate saying that, but yeah, it's it's coming to that point. I'm I'm concerned. I'm I'm truly concerned about the future of this program. It uh, is growing very
0: evident. And I'm sure your parents have told you this. Your teachers have told you this. Uh, What you put in is what you get out. And Tim, we've talked about it in other sports. You're not putting in anything of a championship effort. You know, to be champions, to be really good, you have to put in that much effort or more. And right now, to me, This says you're putting in the bare minimum, just trying to break even, just trying to be mediocre, just trying to be average, not to where you're a seller dweller. So you can sell a couple of tickets here and there. And I tell you what, Tim, I am really worried, you're right, about the direction of this program, because sooner or later, with all the advancements in TV and technology, people are going to stay home and be like, you know what? There's, There's better ways to spend my money and a bare way to spend my time on a Saturday afternoon, and, I mean, it might get to a point, Tim, and I hate to say this, where you have to seriously consider dropping down to Division Two.
1: Well, I don't think that'll ever happen. I, I get the thought process, but the only way that happens is if you get kicked out of the conference-type scenario, which yeah. I don't think will happen. Um, however... I mean, this size school has trouble at times across the nation uh, getting fans at the stadium Mm -hmm. and in the games. And Western Illinois is the same scenario. I mean, they don't draw well.
0: 680 people.
1: Right. And 680. It's a difficult sell this time of the year. It, It was it. I don't blame them for not playing in the fall. I thought it was the right decision. Yeah, that was fine. But you can't um nah, there's nothing you can do. I mean, that's just the way it goes. It's, yeah. it's one of those things. I mean, you're I, really
0: you're really at a loss for words, Tim, of what do you do? Yeah, I, I mean, like I hate to say this, but you're right to the, the staff does not inspire any hope or confidence. There's you know, there's not like, oh, hey, we do this really well, we can you know, maybe do that really well and get this maybe up to being just okay. What does this team do really, really well besides fair catch of football? And even if that, we're still struggling because sometimes we don't know how to raise our hand in the air. You know, we were not taught in kindergarten, I guess you got to raise your hand in the air. Um, uh, well, the thing that it just, it just, you know, you cry about, I oh, am not cry, but you, you know, grit you, we're tough, we're physical, we're aggressive, we're going to play fast you mentioned it how many kick return yards tim 30 30 on um, punts oh whoo. that's yep. gonna do it boy yeah that's gonna get you a field position boy well that'll know, get you feel I,
1: I will give them this at least on the punts they're trying to return them but they're not trying to yeah. kickoffs i know you no? get the ball at the 25 they're- yard line um please somebody your offense can't but try first, you know what i hate to say it anthony now, this may be overstating the obvious, but you go back to the first game where they fumbled the ball on the kickoff return. Yes. Yeah. So then yeah. every kick has been a fair catch. Yep. Yeah. Every kick. I mean,
0: hey, they raised their hands you have, good on that.
1: Don't you have any confidence in your players? No. I don't know. I, no. I just. No. I see a team that's playing backwards versus a team that's. Football is about being aggressive. Yes, you have to be physical. Yep. Yes, you have to go after, it. but you have to attack a defense offensively. And defensively, you have to attack the offense. The defense, for the most part, all year long has played well. I'm not upset. They've been put in tough situations and they've given up points, you know, when turnovers have happened and they've had a short field. But this is, this happens in, in football. You have to. To have some confidence in your team, you have to make decisions that show confidence. Going on fourth down shows confidence. Calling the exact same play shows no sure confidence. Well, it shows no confidence in your ability. Uh, it's just, I'm, I honestly think the only way out is. At this moment, and I hope I'm wrong. God, I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong, Anthony. There's nothing more, I'd be happier than come back on here next spring, or excuse me, next fall, and say Doug Phillips absolutely mm-hmm. knew what he was doing in his spring. Wrong. Yeah. Put everybody, you know, put this program forward instead of backwards. I just I've watched a lot of football in my lifetime. I've I've evaluated a lot of football teams, and right or wrong, I'm not a coach. I know that. However, I've seen Hugh Jackson coach at the NFL level. We're basically entering the Hugh Jackson era at Youngstown State. That scares the hell out of me.
0: Well, here's what scares me even more, Tim, is you talked about it. You know, this spring season, and it's clear they've been very vocal about it. They're they're not hiding it. This is spring practice for them. Then you know what? If you're not trying to win, which is your job, to do you were hired to do a job. You know, that's like if I went into my boss tomorrow and said, hey, you know, it's April. Our quarter just started. It doesn't end until such and such date. I'm going to use this next month or so as, you know, just practice. And if I do things wrong and screw that up, ah, who cares? It's early, right? Yeah, it's just practice anyways. You know, I'll have this person do it and that person do it Now I'll have this person do it and you know that person not trained to do it. But hey, that's all right. It's early. That's like if you went to work and said, you know what, I, I'm going to do this today and that today and, you know, this and that. And, you know, I'm but, but I mean, how many good businessmen, Tim, succeeded without taking risks? The answer is zero. Right. None. <laughs> and you have to be willing to take a risk. And it gets me to my point is, you know, usually we're fortunate enough to start off uh, the fall of a uh, normal football season. With at least one or two, I don't want to call them cupcakes, but non-scholarship teams where you should beat up on, get the confidence up, get the you know get the second string in, get the scout team some reps and all that. We don't have that much of this year because you start out with Incarnate Word, who's a playoff team last year, then you got to go to Michigan State, who I don't care how bad they are, they're going to kick the crap, but you probably by forty or fifty, and then so you get what one tune-up game. And then you go right into conference play. That what are you facing? One one in nine. You're right. This is the Hugh Jackson era of the of Youngstown State.
1: Well, that's that's the scary. That's the scary end of this pendulum.
0: And they is have that could- no no ability to hire the correct coach if a Bo Plenty does not fall on their laps.
1: That's a good point. I, it's tough it's that's a very tough thing to talk about because um yeah he did and you know he was successful he had his ups and downs let's be honest and it was at the end it was tough but we were competitive for the most part i mean his last season did not yeah wait wait wait, yeah it did it got away i mean the chance the time to move on was there and he took it um did they roll the dice with with this hire of Doug Phillips? It sure certainly seems that way. I'm not sure who all was interviewed. I don't remember, to be quite honest with you, uh, who applied for this job. But YSU has a uh, an image problem right now, and it's not mm-hmm. just with the community; it's within the collegians. Yeah. Collegiate athletic sports or whatever industry, I guess you yeah. really want to call you it. You have to it is. be,
0: you have to be, you know, Tim, you made a comment. Well, I can't remember what podcast it was, but you made a comment. Um, who remembers the championships 10, 15 years ago? Honestly, who remembers that? Kids nowadays, recruits nowadays, they don't care what you did 30 or 40 years ago. They don't give a shit. That in 1997 you beat McNeese State 10 to nine, they don't care. And you're right, right now there's an much problem. That's it's not exciting. It's not an exciting brand of football to play. Period.
1: It's multiple generations of football players have come and gone uh, that n- does not know Youngstown State as a football power. Now 2016, that was you know five years ago now. Yeah, that they they played for a national title game. It was 1999, the last time they played, prior to 2016. And you you had an amazing run in the 90s. There's no question about that. But you have to be my age to know that. You were too small. You may have been taught at this, and you may have gone to games as a young man or a a young boy, I really should say. yeah, But you're too young to know that. The only games that you probably could remember is maybe the 99 game and possibly obviously the 2016 game but you remember
0: 97 because i watched it but right i'll say this i'm an outlier tim so i don't even think we can use someone like me no because that's that's where i grew up on well that's my point i grew up there on fifth avenue and that's all i knew on saturdays i didn't know anything else right you're right to an average football fan, you would have to, you're right. They probably don't remember 97, maybe 99, but they don't remember, you know,
1: it's 99 was over 20 years ago. I mean, 2009, 2019 was 20 years. You know, you're talking about 22 years ago. There's uh, someone who is attending YSU who's graduating today He's only yes. seen one football season where they they played for a championship game. Yep. They, they've they only seen them in the playoffs twice during that lifetime. Yep. Okay, let's put it in perspective here. That's the problem YSU's had with their football program since Jim Trestle left and, years ago. And
0: they were, what, in grade school when they first made the playoffs in that 06 season?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it was a long time ago. I don't remember that. It was was a long time ago. And right now, you can talk tradition all you want. And it is part of their past. And you can't take away what has transpired. But in order to get that 15-year-old fan or to get Mm -hmm. that 35-year-old fan who wants to go to the games, who has a young family, you have to put something on the field that people want to watch they don't have that this year that's the bottom line everything's mm-hmm. entertainment value today you and i watched a football game on on saturday night everybody else in the world was watching the final four yeah and we yeah. missed a great yeah. game and, in the final and, four and i'm not trying to change yeah, something. Uh... but my point is if this was if you had a team that people Actually cared about. They would have been flipping back and forth. Very few did. Well, here's most is- of them were watching the basketball game, and the few pathetic people like you and I were watching the b- football game the entire way.
0: Well, let me tell you this, Tim. Uh, you know, just before we got on, I got back from dinner with uh, someone very close to the university, um, whose family member had coached for decades at YSU, and I said, "Hey, I said Saturday was a rough one." You know what he replied to me? I totally forgot the game was on. Now, this man hasn't missed a home game since 1982. What does that tell
1: you? Well, two things. A, that the spring season has not worked out as I think everyone hoped it would be. And B, there's no excitement on this program. And I think that's – man, it's probably just reversed. There's no excitement in this program because if they were – if there were three and two, at least you could say how competitive they're playing, and there's a reason mm-hmm. to watch, and there's a reason to use yeah. your your remote to check out the game that's on local television. So, uh, 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 truth of the matter is, I don't know where this program goes from Tim, here. How many
0: how many students go to YSU right now? Do you know? Do you know what their enrollment is?
1: I'm gonna guess, Anthony, and is I'm not sure. Four thousand. No, 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 no. It's oh, around, check it's right around 12 to 15,000. No. It's around 12 to 15,000 students. Um. I would imagine it's probably between 11 and 15 to be the exact number. I can't tell you for sure. Uh,
0: let's see here. Uh, it says 12756 I don't know what year this is from. That's probably, uh, that's probably from that, 2016.
1: That's, that's, that's so right. let's say
0: 13,000. Yeah, that's in the ballpark. Let's say 13,000, okay? How many of those 13,000 take away the student-athletes? So, say, well, 500,
1: 12, 700? Say 10% is student-athletes. Okay.
0: That's around 20. How many of those non-athlete students, A, knew there was a football game Saturday, and B, knew what time and what channel?
1: Well, I'll even go a step farther than that. You now have more people living on campus than ever before. Now with the restrictions, Anthony, I'm not going to get into that because I don't know how fair that is to yeah. the university. And that's, that's just truth with the restrictions that are available. I don't know how many students are allowed to go to the game and how that yeah. is allocated. If it's first come first serve, it's, if it's a lottery, 100%. or it's but if this was a regular year, they still have a problem with that because they probably have four to how five many people students. knew the game was on Saturday. Well, I don't know that. Like, yeah, it's more than just how many people knew the game was on. It's how do you create excitement? And what do you do to put people put butts in the stands when you win and you put exciting brand of football out there? This is the most bland football team I've ever seen. Uh, this is not a good this is just this is not a good situation for the university, uh, for the athletic work. program, for the football program. It is. It's worse than the Wolford series at the end of his days here.
0: Oh, this is ten times worse. Ten times worse. And that, even in Wolford's last year, they were in a playoff until November.
1: This is this is what we're running into. We're running into a a brick wall here, and we're not trying to avoid it. And no, this is, you're I not trying. You're not bringing a ladder to climb over the wall. You know, you're you're trying to be Superman and run through it, and you don't have a cape. That's the problem.
0: Well, Tim, right now, I mean, I'm not sure Superman can save
1: this. Well, that's my point. I hate, like I said, this is, got, I mean, not surprising. They're one yeah, in five. This isn't fun for us. No, they are who they are. You 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 are what your record says you are. I've said that all my life, and I'm not going to change that. They're a one in five football team in the Missouri Valley Football Conference that lost to an 0-5 team last Saturday night. Simple as that. A game where yep. the Leathernecks throughout the game tried eminently to lose the game. They did everything they could to lose this game. And YSU yep. was, used the old saying, hold my beer. And that was the coach. We were in the that, Easter oh spirit. God. Very giving to, we were very given. We,
0: we were just the Easter spirit.
1: Yeah, it was, they need the Passover spirit for the, someone else can come in. Um, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's yeah, terrible. I mean, it's, 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 you know what? It's, it's frustrating. It's heartbreaking. There's good players on you, this team. There's good players you know, on this team. I don't see a foundation going forward. That's what scares me the most, Anthony. Every program, every team at the high school, collegiate or pro level needs a foundation to grow from. Something that you believe in and something that you are earnest about. This reminds me of many high school football teams that that field football teams. They do the best they can. Yeah, they don't fill programs. Uh, Teams that fill programs build from really the ground up. If you're going to blow it up, then have the guts to say you're blowing it up when you came in here. He didn't do that. And no expectations was to compete. I'm not saying they, no one thought they would be uh, record centers. I look, I looked at that schedule and I said, if they do the things correctly, I thought sincerely coming into the season, absolutely over optimistic that the best case scenario that they, they could be six and two and then have a chance for the playoffs. I thought five and three was realistic, but I thought, you know, a couple balls bounce your way. Yeah, you make a couple plays. You could be six and two after that first game. I was like, boy, I hope they win two games. And that's where we're at right now. We're one and, and five, now three games to play. Who knows what will happen if they'll play those games or not, but that's out that's of their control. All they can do is prepare for the game that they have next, and we'll see what happens Saturday. The, uh, you know, we said the Southern Illinois game
0: be, was the biggest benchmark of the season. You know, not Northern Iowa because it was a short week, a weird week, you know, on COVID. You're not know, used to playing on short rest going out to North Dakota, coming back and playing. So, you know, We gave them the full seven days, um, and they showed improvement. They showed, you know, everything's still lost. You're in a spot right now, Tim, where if you play Saturday, it could go one of two ways. It could come out and be like, you know what? You either win and you look really good, or you lose a tough heartbreaker at the end like you did against South Dakota State, but you don't feel deflated. You know, you don't feel like, oh, God, oh, or you have a chance to just get run off the field by five or six touchdowns. Which we haven't seen this year yet. Um, Saturday at three o'clock in Springfield, Missouri, against all of a sudden first place Missouri state led by uh, Bobby Petrino. You know, the bears are four and four after going 0 and 3 in the uh, spring season um, or in the fall season this past year, Tim, uh, I mean, I have no idea how Saturday's going to go. I really don't, because it can, go, like I said, it can go one or two ways. You come back, you lose a tough one, or you win a nail biter, and you know you're feeling good about yourself. Or the gut punch loss in Macomb just continues to snowball, and it gets really
1: ugly. Well, because it yeah. hasn't hit rock bottom yet. No, and you just hit the nail on the head with the Petrino comment simply as this. Here's a coach who's trying to re, to prove himself over again, to re-establish yep. himself in his career. Do you honestly believe coming into this game, he's going to allow this team, Missouri State, not to be ready for this game against a 1-5 team?
0: No, this has, you know, to
1: You said it, it has the marking for a disaster. And we're going to find out what this coaching staff is made of. We're going to find out what this coaching staff is made of this week because their backs are up against the wall in so many directions. Like I said, I don't expect a change come May. It would probably be the best thing that could happen to this university and see if they can find their next head coach. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to, they'll, they'll, They'll regather themselves and try to regroup come summer and be ready in the fall. We'll see what happens. But there's no confidence going forward. I have no confidence in this coaching staff. I have no confidence in this program. I have confidence in the players. I think we have enough players to play. I really do. I think we can compete. I think for the most part, each week, we've shown we can compete in this league if we had coaching that wanted to win ballgames. That's where we're at. This, I mean, I, that's where we're at, Anthony. It comes down to: is there a desire to win football games from this coaching staff? Because through the first six games, they they haven't showed me that yet.
0: No, and they've been very open about this. Is you know, this is spring football. Well, if that's the mindset that you were going to take into it, opt out like Indiana State and just use a 15, 16 spring practice, and you know, get ready for the fall. Honestly, yeah, that would have been a better choice. I mean. At this point, Tim,
1: and I hate to say that, I wouldn't care if they opted out. No, I, I don't think they will. I honestly don't. No, they're not Maybe. going to. Uh, if their opponents do, I could so be, be wrong. it. If their opponents do it, yeah. so be it. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, it's a tough scenario. All right. Let's see what they can do against the Bears this week. Well, like we talked about, uh, there's not really much to say
0: after YSU's issues. Twenty seven twenty four I want to call it heartbreaking because it wasn't heartbreaking. It was more frustrating and gut-punching. 27-24 setback to Western Illinois Saturday night in Macomb. Penguins back in action this Saturday at 3 o'clock in Springfield, Missouri, against all of a sudden, out of nowhere, first place Missouri State. Tim and I will be back hopefully uh, Sunday night, if not Monday, uh, to break down all the action. If we have a football game, we never know uh, the way teams are dropping in the conference as we speak. Um, So Penguins and Bears Saturday. Tim and I will be back next week to break it down, hopefully celebrating win number two of this odd and frustrating spring season. So as always, I'm Anthony, joined by Tim. Continue to wave the red and white, as painful as it may be.